Welcome to episode 34 of the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. My guest today is cosplayer Kira Scarlet, who has cosplayed as Ezra from Fairy Tale, many different Pokemon, including Umbreon and Eevee, as well as a few Pokemon trainers, and as Cloud from Final Fantasy. But before we dive into the interview, I'd like to remind everybody to please follow me on Twitter at PopAnimeComics, as well as on our website, PopAnimeComics.com, for all articles relating to anime, comics, and pop culture. So without further ado, let's dive right into this interview. How long have you been cosplaying for? I would say about two years, roughly. And now many of your cosplays are anime and comics. When were you first exposed to anime and comics? Anime I was probably exposed maybe six years ago. My friends pretty much got me into it because they're into it. And comics, I'd say, probably around the same time. I pretty much got into that because basically from like TV shows like Batman and when I got a little older, the Teen Titans. And then when I got even older, Young Justice. And then I got to the comics based on those shows. So I was probably into anime first. And then when were you exposed to the cosplay world? Five or six years ago, I went to my first New York Comic Con. And I saw everyone dressing up and everything and I thought it was really cool and I wanted to try it and when I went the next year I made my first costume which was Eevee from Pokemon and I went the next year and made another one then I kept going to more conventions and it escalated from there. And how did you go about creating your own costume? What skills did you utilize as well as how did you go creating the actual costume itself? Depends on the costume. When I first started out I watched a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of videos online that can basically teach you how to do pretty much everything. Eventually I need to get my own sewing machine because you really can't hand sew everything because everything would either fall apart and it would take forever to make. Also my grandma knows how to sew so she taught the basics and she still helps me a lot we work on a lot of stuff together which is nice yeah i would say mostly youtube videos and a lot of trial and error and how do you go about finding materials and balancing the cost of materials and finding substitutes if you can't get a certain material? Getting materials is a real challenge because I live on Long Island and really the only place to get material is Joanne. And they have a very limited array of materials to choose from. I know Yaya Han is starting her cosplay line in Joanne next year, which, which will be great. That'll make things easier. But up until now, I had to order a lot of stuff online, which is a challenge because a lot of the time you, you picture the things that it comes in and it's not really what it looks like online so that's always a challenge i would say online is also more cost effective i mean i buy mostly from either amazon or fabric.com and it's usually pretty reliable i haven't had too many problems only here and there but i would say that's the most cost effective because joanne's stuff are very expensive and how do you balance the economics of certain materials with certain props of your costumes and your cosplays I would say when I find something out, like I buy like an excess of materials, like I find it for cheap and that way in the future, then I can just use it again. So I don't have to keep rebuying stuff. So if I find like a black fabric I really like, I'll buy it in bulk like more than what I need. So that way in the future, like I'll find new black fabric again, then I can just use it again for the next costume. And how do you handle making your props? Some of the props I've made on my own, a lot of them my friends have helped me with. I also have friends who have parents who have power tools that I'm having you myself. So basically I'm a search for people who own power tools I can borrow and they can help me with. My friends made my Harley hammer for me, which is super nice of them. My buster sword, I made that by myself with the help of my friend, which took months. That again is watching a lot of YouTube videos and how people have made them. And also thinking about materials I've used in the past and seeing what would work best for the buster sword. A lot of people use wood and everything, but... I didn't want to use that because I felt like it would be too heavy and they wouldn't let me into the convention with it. So me and my friend had to go to Home Depot and Lowe's and all these places and find a really light, sturdy material. So it's a lot of searching. 
And speaking about your sword experience, when you're putting a cosplay together, does a con influence what you would cosplay as? Yeah, I mean, I try to wear a costume based on what the con focuses. If it's like strictly a comic convention, I'll try to wear a comic book character. If it's an anime convention, then I'll wear a costume from an anime. So let's talk about your costumes. You mentioned that Eevee was your first cosplay. What made you yes. choose to be Eevee? That's my favorite Pokemon, and Pokemon's been my favorite thing since I was six years old. So I really wanted to cosplay Eevee and it was easy for me. At that point, I had no skills at all. So I basically bought like two brown t-shirts and made the top and the skirt out of like two brown t-shirts and just like colored bunny ears and brown fabric. And that's basically how I made it. So basically because it was easy and because it's my favorite Pokemon. And then following your Eevee costume, you continued along with Pokemon where you were a Pokemon trainer as well as you were Pokemon trainer gold. How did these costumes come about? When I did Pokemon trainer red, that was when I first got my sewing machine and I wanted to try it out and like do something easy so I basically just made the trainer and jacket out of really cheap fabric that I had just to try out the sewing machine because I knew that so the only thing I really had to make was a jacket looking back like now it looks really shoddy but at the time I thought it was so great but basically just trying it out and then the same thing with gold I really wanted to learn how to make a skirt so instead of like keyword pants but I wanted to make a skirt since it was female trainer gold so I taught myself how to make a skirt for that and I basically took a red sweatshirt and just added like embellishments to make it look like gold and yeah that's pretty much how both came about and what were the challenges of making these two costumes considering that you were very new at making your cosplays basically i had no idea what i was doing i was winging it i was like using shirts that had a pattern to make red jacket so yeah, I would say actually making the skirt was the easiest part because I had a tutorial to like show me exactly what to do. But I still remember like I did the measurements wrong. The first one I made was like way too small. I had to redo it. But basically the biggest challenge is that I had no idea what I was doing and I was pretty much winging it. And with these two characters, how did you find your props? of the Pokemon as well as the Pokeball. Actually, the Pokemon and the Pokeball I borrowed from my friend Dylan. He had the plushies and the Pokeball and he had badges and everything. And then for gold, he has like a pool stick. So that I just got on Amazon for like $6. And then continuing with Pokemon, you cosplayed as Umbreon as well as a mm -hmm. shock therapy Pikachu. What were mm -hmm. the inspirations for these cosplays? So I picked Umbreon because yeah, I just like Umbreon. It's basically why I picked it. And hopefully I'll do more evolutions in the future. And then for... Electrothox shirt therapy Pikachu I wanted to do cosplay for Halloween and I was like thinking of ideas I thought it would be cool to kind of do like saying the sound like electric shock therapy thing with Pikachu because Pikachu is an electric type so I thought it would be cool if it looked like electric rods were, like attached to its own cheeks and it was like, kind of like a zombie version and with your electric shock therapy Pikachu you used a straight jacket how did you come up with the idea to use that item in your cosplay. Basically, I was just thinking about an insane asylum and different things that you see in like horror movies that center around that. So I thought of like the electro shock therapy, which kind of like a lobotomy. And I thought that a lot of them are in like straight jackets. So I made the top into a straight jacket instead of just a normal top. And how are these two Pokemon interpretations of cosplays received at cons? I would say the Umbreon was received better. A lot of people thought I was either Espeon or Dark Pikachu, which I thought was interesting. The electric shock therapy, a lot of people were saying, like, just, like, scary Pikachu, which is fine. Like, they pretty much got the idea. 
Some people didn't get it, but a lot of people who did get it thought it was really cool. And around this time, you also cosplayed as Isaiah Orihara from Dura yes. Ra. How did that costume come about? And do you like doing simple but effective cosplays? I basically did that because he's one of my favorite anime characters yeah. ever. And I would say that the good part of cosplaying simple things is that it's a lot more comfortable to wear like conventions, especially if I'm like traveling a distance, more comfortable to drive in and just spend the entire day in. So I think that's definitely a plus. I think more intricate costumes are more fun to make and do a photo shoot in. But as far as going to conventions, simple costumes are more comfortable. And you also did Ezra from Fairy Tale. What drew you to cosplaying Ezra? She's one of my other favorite anime characters. <laughs> She's actually the second cosplay I ever made after Evie. I did her third year I went to New York Comic Con. The second year I cosplayed in New York Comic Con. I think she's super cool and just like a really strong, awesome character. And at the time, my hair was the same color as hers, and I didn't have any wigs yet, so I thought that was perfect. And why did you choose to do the version with her, with no armor on and fiery red pants, rather than another version? Well, at the time, like I said, that's only the second cosplay I ever made, so I had no idea how to make armor. I'm still actually very new to armor at all. At the time, I didn't even have a sewing machine, so I had to use my grandma's sewing machine that's from, like, the 40s or 50s. It's, like, really, really old, so we made that together, and at the time, that's really all I could do. And how did you go about making her sword? The swords I actually didn't make. I bought a metal katana for the photo shoot, but when I was going to New York Comic Con, I knew they wouldn't let me in with it. So I bought like very thin wooden ones that they would let me in with for the convention. And when you're cosplaying characters with weapons, do you have this dilemma of what you can bring into a con and what you can't? Yes, I'm always worried that they're not going to let me in. I try to make everything out of, like, very thin material that's very lightweight so they'll let me in. So far, I haven't had anything taken away, but they were, like, really iffy about my Buster Sword this year in New York Comic Con, but luckily they let me in with it. You cosplayed another redhead, Yoko from Gurren Lagann. What really inspired you to want to be a Yoko. I actually had a lot of people tell me that they wanted me to cosplay Yoko, so that was, like, kind of upon request. But I also, I mean, I love Yoko. She's awesome. And that was actually one of the first props they ever made, so it gave me a chance to work on a prop. And I needed a lot of help with that one because making a rifle was, like, a lot of work. And that was probably one of the first costumes I made completely on my own without any help as far as the actual costume part. So, and it was a lot of fun to make because a lot of different pieces and everything. And Yoko is a bit of an edgier character uh, based on her physique as well as her personality. How does that affect you when you cosplay as her? I would say that she's edgy, but she's also pretty upbeat and friendly. So, especially cons, like I try to stay pretty positive by kind of, I guess, what the character is because, you know, I want to talk to people and be friendly and make friends. I mean, I think Yoko is like a pretty upbeat character so she's good to wear to cons because and kind of staying character while still being friendly to everyone and now outside of your anime characters you've also done comic characters how did you get involved with cosplaying as poison ivy and harley quinn well, Poison Ivy is my favorite comic character, one of my favorites. And basically, I went to a convention with my friend years ago, and she really wanted to be Harley Quinn, so she asked me to do Poison Ivy with her because they're friends. So I made my 
poison ivy cosplay and then over the years I keep like adding to it and improving upon it because so many different designs that it's something you can really build upon and evolve so hopefully I'll continue to do that in the future and then same thing with Harley Quinn I really like Harley too because she's had so many different designs but you can really do so much with her and be creative so I've ended up making about like three different Harley Quinns at this point and in creating both Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn what references did you use from DC Comics did you use any artists in particular and their character designs for either Harley Quinn or Poison Ivy? For Harley Quinn, I mainly focus on her new 52 comic as the reference point for that. For my Christmas Harley Quinn, I, that was my own design. I got the idea for wrapping my hammer like a present from one of her covers as well, though. And did you use any reference for Poison Ivy? Mostly I just go on Google Images and like look at certain things and like look at her different characteristics. Instead of doing a one-piece leaf course that like she has in most of her comics, I decided to do two pieces. I know she has a new book coming out in February and I'm super excited so I might redo it depending on what her look looks like just to keep it updated. And in your cosplay, both Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, you used a variety of different materials. Mm-hmm. How did you go about finding these materials? For Poison Ivy, I basically just needed like a million leaves. So I ordered like a bunch of ivy leaves in bulk off of Amazon, like individually glued each leaf onto the costume, which wasn't too bad. That wasn't too hard to find. And then for Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, the new 52 one was especially difficult because I needed cords of the shorts and the leggings and shoes. And I only to blue and red but they all needed to be like the same shade of blue and red otherwise it would have looked awful so it was really difficult because I had to order everything offline so it was really difficult to like match the fabric corset to the leggings to the shoes and make sure that everything was the same shade that was definitely out of all of them the biggest challenge and then when you're at a con dressed as either Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn how do you get into their characters I would say Harley Quinn, it's just being like super happy and friendly because she's like super smiley. So I make sure to smile a lot. And then for Poison Ivy, she's kind of like a little more standoffish and disinterested. So especially if it's a long day and I'm super tired by the end and grumpy. But I guess just for her, I'm like a lot more serious. And you've done three Harley Quinn costumes. Do you have a favorite Mm -hmm. one that you've done out of all of them? I actually really like the Christmas one. Because I was just really happy with how it turned out, and it's really comfy and really cute. And when you go to these cons dressed as Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn, how are they received as comic fans are very particular? They've always been well-received. I think people like that I put my own spin on things. I think Poison Ivy gets some of the best reception because since I made a Venus flytrap, a lot of people like that because I think it's different. And you also cosplayed as Cloud at New York Comic Con this year. How did you go about building that costume up? That costume, actually, I went to Tokyo this past August, and they have a lot of cosplay shops all around Tokyo. So I went to one in Ikabuguro and I saw the clad one. So I couldn't resist. So I bought it. And then when I got home, I made the buster sword and I styled the wig. The wig I bought off Amazon and I used this like special styling gel and hairspray to style it. And then the Buster Sword I made out of insulation foam, PVC pipe, Wonderflex clay, and balsa wood. So what happened with your sword at New York Comic Con? 
So basically, we were going in with it, and they were, like, really inspecting it. And I was like, it's fall, it's fall, like, please let me in. And then they let me in with it. It's, like, actually very light. So I would have been kind of surprised if they didn't let me in with it. But they were being really strict, so I was worried. But it was okay. They let me in. And now, outside of going to cons and creating costumes, you're also involved in selling prints and taking photographs professionally in your cosplay costumes. How did you mm-hmm. go about getting involved in all of that? Well, I really wanted nice photos to put on my page not one taken in my room or like my basement so my friend takes most of my pictures for me now we try to find settings that would go along with the character like we tried to shoot Harley Quinn in the city I have a fence covered in ivy in my backyard so we tried to do ivy there and like things that would kind of make the backgrounds look nicer I just recently started doing photo shoots with real photographers as far as prints go prints is kind of challenging because they can be really expensive and it's hard to find a place that will do it for cheap and have good quality so first Staples was actually the cheapest and came out the best quality a lot of the problems that in my earlier photos, we like didn't really know what we were doing as far as like photo shoots. The photo quality came out really poor and then the prints come out poor. So for like the newer costumes, the photos are better because we know what we're doing a little more as far as photography. I just started selling prints. I have like the online store, but it blows most of the time. It's easier just to like go to conventions and sell them then. So right now I mostly just do that. And what is your store called? Which is storeenvy.com and then Kira Scarlet. Before we get into promos, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to get into the cosplay industry, whether they're cosplaying or making costumes? I would say to keep at it, not because it can be really discouraging because everyone wants to make the best of every costume and make all these intricate characters and everything, but not everything always works out like you're gonna mess up and make mistakes and things aren't gonna look the way you want but with practice you'll get better and you'll slowly see your costume quality start to improve and just keep practicing watch youtube videos because they are super helpful don't be afraid to ask your friends and whoever for help because i've had so much help from my friends and family and everything the most important thing is to have fun and not worry about what other people think and then finally do you have anything you'd like to promote facebook twitter website so my facebook page is facebook.com and my Instagram is so check out my stuff. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And as always, subscribe to this podcast either on iTunes, Stitch Radio, or SoundCloud, or anywhere else where you listen to your podcast so it finds you and you don't find it. Until next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.